I was like, I'm losing my mind. And now you're going to have to tell my mom. And all she's going to think is, I let my daughter move out to California. And then she did a bunch of drugs and went crazy. Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. Welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. I am your host, Nikki Levy, and I'm so happy to be here with you. Don't Tell My Mother is where your favorite humans from movies, TV, sports, comedy, tell a true story they'd never want their moms to know, but they get on this mic and spill their guts to you. If you were a Chelsea Lately fan like I was, you totally know today's guest, Miss Sarah Colonna. Sarah was a panelist on the show and she was a writer, which means she pulled double duty and had to be funny on and off camera. Not an easy feat, but she totally nailed it. You can see Sarah on Shameless, on the Netflix show Insatiable, and check out her website, sarahcolona.com, for tour dates and links to her books, because she is like a bona fide writer. Sarah is telling us a story today about her trip to Burning Man. Enough said. Besides Sarah, we have another very special guest joining us, guys. You kind of know her because she's in our theme song. Those are her actual voicemails. But I will introduce you to her properly as Judy from the Bronx. Yes, guys, my mother is joining us today. Get ready for some mother-funking fun. Here is me and Miss Sarah Colonna. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sarah! I'm so happy to see you. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. It feels like it's been like two, three years in the making too, since I was supposed to do your live show and didn't get to. Well, I was thinking about that. You were supposed to do the live show and then you got a big, a really big gig on a Netflix show called Insatiable. I did. Yes. Hard to complain when work, but it just is also like, but you were doing this and that was going to be fun and I couldn't wait to do your show, which is also amazing. So I love that you're also now turned it into this because here we go. So where are you coming from right now since nobody's nobody's anywhere? I don't know where anybody is anymore. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Sherman Oaks, okay. California, the, the okay. valley as they call it. Did you put a bra on today? Cuz I, I did I did okay. honestly just for this. You did? Yeah, I put a bra on for you. Just so <laughs> because I Sarah showing me her bra. <laughs> I did too. Look, but it's a sports bra, see, does that count? Yes, it totally counts. It's it's a thing that goes between your chest and your shirt. It counts. Anything counts, even if it's a piece of tape. <laughs> Have you had like a pandemic pleasure, like the thing that is maybe, you know, maybe gotten you through, but also maybe like wasn't the best for you? Mine would be uh, wine and lasagna. Why lasagna? Well, I'm not much of a cook, 
the reason I say lasagna is it takes a really long time to make. Okay. And it would eat up several hours of the day. Pun intended. <laughs> making Yes, yes. So I was like, what can I make that takes a long time to cook? Did you make your own lasagna noodles? No. No, Nikki. Are you crazy? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and of course, noodles go well with wine. Yes. I guess I've just always been sort of like, oh, I like to have a drink with dinner and then that turns mm-hmm. into like social events and so and my husband and I don't he works out of state 6 months of the year and he's a he's a football he's a, player a football player yeah so he would he and I would basically um found this thing where it was like if I was to go see him when he was working or if he was coming with me on the road it was happy hour time like that's when we got to hang out so when quarantine started we were both like is happy hour now because we the, all the restaurants and bars are closed and we're just at home. Yeah, we're never we haven't been home this much ever in our lives. It was just like trying to kill time. How did you guys meet? Well, we actually met. <laughs> it's a story. Um, Not the is, one you're here to tell, but I have to know. I know. It's a bit of a it so he used to watch Chelsea lately and I was a writer and panelist on that show. You were and brilliant was, on that show. Was, that that is the that is the big Sarah Colonna break. That is how I got to know you. Thank you. It was super fun. I mean, that show. I don't think you could do it now, but we had a blast doing it at the time. Um, he used to watch it, and then one time he was on. He was playing a playoff game, uh-huh. and Ross Matthews, who was a big from Chelsea lately, yeah, okay, Ross, big, adorable, he's a big Seahawks fan. He was on the sidelines and my husband at the time obviously didn't even know him. He went up to Ross and said, hey, I watch you on Chelsea lately. I have a crush on Sarah Colonna. Could you introduce Stop us? It. Yeah. He kind of hunted me down that Stop way. Stop it. I know. And it was very strange because Ross wrote me and said, look, this guy has a crush on you. Um, I know that your response is going to be that this is a creepy athlete hitting on me on Twitter. But wow. I'm, he- I'm here to tell you that. I've never heard a bad word about him. He's a super nice guy. And, you know, I think you should just respond. Yeah, he was basically like, you should just respond. So I did. And we ended up talking and um, cut to Ross actually officiated our wedding because what? it worked out. I had no idea Ross was like a little matchmaker. Yeah, totally. It, it's funny because the year that he messaged me or asked Ross to introduce us, they were literally... <laughs> He was on the Seahawks and they were playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, wow. I I started talking to him a week before he played in the Super Bowl and they won it. They won the Super Bowl that year and Jesus. He, he, we had just started talking and I mean and by yeah. talking I mean we were I think I had just given his him my phone number, you know, was we moved off of Twitter, slid out of my DMs, I guess they would say. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. um <laughs> and he the night that they won the Super Bowl, he yeah. we still hadn't met in person. We had just been talking. And he started all night. He was like sending me messages, uh, texting me from their after party and a photo of him with a trophy and a photo of him on the field after and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, if there's any chance for him to be a gross athlete, it's now. Like this is the night he could be. I felt like he was trying to make it very clear to me. Hey, my focus is on you. I'm not running around New York with my penis in my hand because I just won the Super Bowl. Like he just, I just was like, oh, you're, he was very focused on making sure he shared the experience with me in this weird way. What a love bug. Yeah. He's a real love bug. He really is. 
So what was your experience with guys before John? Like, were you were you someone who dated all the time, serial monogamist or not as much luck with guys or what was it? I was, what was your deal? I was kind of a mix. Like I, my, my last boy, you were going to say a mess. <laughs> well, and that too, I'd say both. I mean, I was always, I always wanted to be in a relationship. I didn't always, I was always like, Oh I, yeah, I like having a boyfriend. That seems nice. Um, okay. But until I, I dated a guy, the last person I dated that I dated for a, a significant amount of time before I got married was, it was like five years on and off. Okay. But okay. he was very, I had a lot of um, trust issues with him mm. and I was never wrong. It was, <laughs> it was very much one Got of those it. things where I was like, literally just broke his password at one point. Cause I was like, hold on, something's up. And I was uh-huh. correct. And then I was told, well, why were you looking at my phone? I'm like, well, because of this, like, this is the reason like, cause I see right. it. Cause I see, I, I was right. And, and I found everyone, everyone has a line, but I have found for the most part, every time I've had a gut instinct to feel that way, it's because yes. there was a reason to. And with my husband, I've never even considered it. Like he's had to hand me my phone, his phone while he was driving or something yes. and said, Oh, look this up or look this up. And I've, and I've had to say, what's your password again? He's like, I, I've given it to you a million times. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need to remember it. Cause you're not a pig. Like I don't, <laughs> it, there's just <laughs> right. Right. Well, speaking of Chelsea lately, you were on almost every episode of that show. You wrote on that show behind the scenes. I always love to ask comedians this question. What do you think in your life has made you funny? It's so hard to say because it's a, it's always that weird place. I have that weird ego thing of like, I don't want to say, well, I am funny, but like no, that's my fucking job. So if I didn't say I was funny, sorry for cursing. I, I but want, I, yeah. Um, I want you to say it because you are funny. I don't know. I find my mom to be really funny and she doesn't even know it. And it's almost like I stole part of that from her. And I'm like, well, if you don't know it, I'm going to know it. And I'm going to find this sense of humor that I have. I was born with or whatever. And I'm going to run with it. Tell me about your mom. What is she like? She's the best. She works at a funeral home. Um, that's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. She's like she's worked there. God, since I was probably eight or nine years old. So, and she still works there. What does she do? She's she's the receptionist, but um, I have definitely spoken to her when she's in the middle of doing non-receptionist jobs. Like one time, I'm not kidding. One time I called her and she was, she was, she picked up the phone and she was like huffing and puffing. And she's like, well, uh, I'm helping Robert move a body. And I was like, <gasps> Stop. Like, what? You don't have to pick up the phone when a body is being moved. It's cool. Like you can just hit, send me to voicemail. That's and- like sex. Like you you could just hit, just hit decline. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. So she's involved in all of it because she's worked there forever. And there's, it's a small town. I mean, it's Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's not tiny, but she does everything and she runs the place and everyone knows her. And wow. when I call on Mother's Day, I'll call the local flower shop to send her flowers. And they're like, oh, Cheryl. Yeah, we got it. Like, they oh, know Cheryl. Yeah, they know Cheryl because she's the best and they know her because they work with her. Right. Of course, the florist would know the funeral. Right. Home. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. yeah. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to tell a story today about a crazy experience at Burning Man. Does your mother know the story? Okay. So I wrote the story, a little bit of it in my first book. My mom reads it, read it. She read that. And she 
has seen my stand-up too, and I'll tell stories. <laughs> and she always goes, you just have such a good imagination. Oh, my God. You know, the way you just like tell these stories that never happened. And I'm like, right. Yeah, no, that just never happened. Like, she has just decided that that when I tell a story, it's just not true. Well, I know the story's <laughs> true because you, oh, yeah. you're telling me it's true and I believe you. Oh, yeah, I know it's your true. Mother. It's better for her to just bury her head in the sand and be it's- like, my daughter never... She never did that. And that's how she no. lives. And it's fine. Sarah, I want to hear this story. Tell me everything. This is a story about the time I went to Burning Man. And it was a really bad trip. <laughs> so I was 24. And I was dating a guy just I, I mean, I'd only been in Los Angeles for two or three years. And I was dating this guy. He was also a comedian. Yeah. And he and his friends were going to Burning Man. Which, oh, wow. if nobody, if anyone listening doesn't know what that is, it's a terrible festival. Um, <laughs> Scares me to death. People love it. People love it, and I, I can't for the life of me figure out why. But um, it's a, it's a festival in the desert, and people take RVs and they stay there for a week, and it's very much a, uh, it's a drug fest, really. I mean, in, in. And some, sometimes it's hard drugs. Sometimes it's just pot. Sometimes people just go and drink. I mean, I'm not saying everyone there is doing hard drugs, but there's a lot of drugs going around if you would like to have them. Yeah. And I am not a drug person. I never have been. Um, I remember, God, when I was in high school, did you ever read the Sweet Valley High? Fuck yes, I okay. did. Okay. Sweet Valley High, Sweet Valley Twins. Yes, all of it. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. God bless you. Thank you. you. Thank you for knowing We're contemporaries, girl. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. (laughs) All of it. Well, remember when um, Regina, their friend Regina, did cocaine and she had a heart attack? Okay. Yes. So I was like, God, this makes me so happy, by the way. Um, I was just like, oh, if I do cocaine, I'll have a heart attack and die like Regina. Like, I just assumed that's how, for whatever reason, drinking has never scared me, but drugs, terrified. So I was just not a drug person and I'm going to this thing in the desert. And now he, the guy that I was dating, I'd only been seeing him for a couple months. He's got four guy friends Mm -hmm. and they all have the plan, the trip. And then my boyfriend at the time said, we want you to go. This was like, am I crashing a guy's trip? And he said, no, we, they really want to get to know you. It's a new thing. We're kind of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Okay, great. It was nothing about him that made me nervous or even his friends. It was about going to a festival. Like I don't, I'm very much, if I, even when I was 15, probably it go to a concert. Sure. But give me a seat. I'm just not a big crowded. I'm an old lady at the concert. You're an I, just, old lady. I, I, okay. I do. I want to see it. I don't want to be in the pit. I just want I want to be as close as possible, but as comfortable as possible. <laughs> like, no, I, I, yeah, no, Burning Man doesn't sound like it's your, it's your bag. No, no. Okay. And it was, um, you know, fly to, I think we had to fly to Reno and then drive and we had an RV and, and then we're in this trailer, basically, you know, RV trailer sleeping thing. I get there and I'm like, I'm just going to be all in. Like, I'm going to do what everyone else at this festival is doing because we were, we were walking around and there was like people riding bicycles naked. And I'm like, I'm from Arkansas. You know, this is my first exposure to like any kind of, 
um, outdoor rave type party. I it, mm-hmm. most I had done is like drink beer by a creek. You know, this was like it was new to me. It was all <laughs> a little new same, to me. Babe. It's, it's not, not the same, babe. It's not the same. Not the same. And I was like, well, whatever. I'm all in. I'm just. I came here. I know him. His friends seem great. His friends were great. Everybody was great. Um, but they said, do you want to take mushrooms? Oh shit. And I said, Ugh. sure. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And you had not done them. You had not done them. No, no. I had not done mushrooms. And I said, okay, I'll do mushrooms. How bad can it be? And they were like, you get a little, you'll see colors and you'll have fun and people will seem, you'll just want to talk to everybody, but we got you, we're with you, whatever. And they, they, all of that was true, Mm. but it's a very personal reaction to these things. So, um, I, I've heard there's two types of highs on mushrooms. Like you have a blast or you Mm -hmm. think you're going to die. And I was definitely, I think I'm going to die. Fucking Regina. Oh, it was, I, Yes, I definitely thought I was about to be Regina. <laughs> I, I, I took however many, and how do you we take were, them? I've never taken mushrooms. Um, I think I just, I think they were in a tea. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think they made like a tea out of them, um, and I started walking around with them. I start to get pretty high, and I start realizing I'm in the desert with five guys I don't know. One that I kind of know for that I don't. And um, I start thinking about how how I watch a lot of Lifetime movies and I start thinking about how this could end badly for me, right? And through no fault of their own, they're not doing anything. They were wonderful. But I just start panicking. I start having a bad reaction. I'm not... What are you... Ima- like, what are the bad... Um, what are the, like, horrible possibilities that your brain is going to, I guess, in that moment? At the beginning, it was... Nobody really knows I'm here. Um, they wouldn't know where to find me. They know I'm at a thing in the desert, but like, how do you locate me in all this chaos? Oh, God. So you're totally freaking out. Yeah. So my boyfriend at the time sees that I'm not doing great. And he was very, very sweet. He was like, let's get you back to the RV and we'll, um, you know, just get you away from everyone and maybe you'll start feeling overwhelmed because like things were fuzzy and things were, you know, um, lights were looking, everything was weird. So we got back into the RV and I started talking to him about my mom and my family and how about 
because we used to go camping when I was a kid. So I started going, you know, when I went camping before, I didn't feel like this. <laughs> and he was like, this, what does this have to do with camping? And I was like, well, we're in an RV, we're in a trailer. And I used to feel safe in RVs, but now I don't feel safe. And he was just like, oh what God. is happening? So I started kind of like going back to what it would, what I felt like as a kid to be camping and how this was very different. And he's like, well, yeah, cause you're an adult doing drugs at a party basically like you're not you're you're in the you're in the but you're fucked up in the desert fucked up in the desert and there's like orgies going on at burning man this is like the least fucked up thing you're like he's like do you know where you are do you know know. what you've agreed to he's like you're good it's gonna be fine but he was like (laughs) walking me through it and talking to me and he was like just tell me more stories about camping and i was like we used to have a pop-up tent and he was like what the (laughs) fuck is she talking about it was it just but then what what really got me and what really made me uncomfortable and made me um, never want, I will never do mushrooms again, yeah. was I started thinking that I was going insane. I, I literally thought I was going insane. I was like, I'm losing my mind and now you're going to have to tell my mom. It kept coming back to my mom, which was, I said, you're going to have to so tell my done. mom that I lost my mind and you're going to have to, and all she's going to think is, I let my daughter move out to California and then she did a bunch of drugs and went oh. crazy just like every warning I've ever thought in my life was going to happen to my daughter. And that's what's going to happen. And I was like picturing myself in a straight jacket oh because God. I just felt, I felt like there was no coming back from how I felt. I was like, this is it. My mind will never be the same. It was the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. How many hours were you feeling this crazy? Like six hours. What? And up till now, what was the worst drug you'd ever done? Um, just drank nothing. That's it. So no, not even. Well, I guess I smoked a little pot. I guess I had smoked pot. Yeah, I'd smoked pot in college. And now you're tripping balls on shrooms in the middle of nowhere. I'm not kidding you. When I was like, I said to him over and over, "You're gonna have to tell my mom that I went crazy and that and and please like tell her it's not her fault." And he was just like, "Oh my god." What have I done? Like, what? who have I brought with me? How did the trip finally end? The trip meaning the mushroom trip, not the Burning Man trip. Well, it. Um, I took ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Almost forgot that part. I swear to God, now that you asked me, I'm like, oh, that's what happened is I took ecstasy and it was over. They convinced me to do ecstasy and not even someone, I think, I honestly think his friend was like, listen, I think you're just going to feel better if you do ecstasy. And at this point, it's not like we can get you back to town. You're, you're here. So why don't you just try this? It can't be worse. And I was like, all right. So I took a little (laughs) ecstasy. They gave me, we had all been told to bring like costumes because you dress up at these dumb and festival events I love or whatever about this what yeah. costumes did you bring oh i put on a prom dress from like i i like basically got a prom dress from a vintage store it was i remember it i can picture it was teal strapless and really really fluffy and um from like the waist down and chiffon or whatever that awful material is and i put that on i took ecstasy and within an hour i was another feeling i'd never had which was super high on ecstasy and in a really good mood. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not crazy. I guess I'm just in a good mood. I mean, it was a, a big roller coaster. And now we're at sitting at the at the Burning Man ceremony. 
And I remember I was finally in a really, really, I was in a good mood. And I was sitting next to this guy who was a stranger. Everyone was just sitting around. And my boyfriend was somewhere around there. But like this guy started talking to me and he was like, so um, what do you do? And I said, I'm a bartender. And he was like, oh, how old are you? And I said, I'm 24. And he goes, oh, why are you 24 and just a bartender? <gasps> and I remember thinking, why am I 24 and just a bartender? Oh, and then I went, wait, I'm fucking 24. I'm 24. It's fine. And I yelled at him and said, you're not going to ruin my buzz like the mushrooms did and walked away. <laughs> and that was stop. Did it make you rethink your life? Did you have that thought later though of like, oh, I, I did. Doing came, something more with my life? Of course I did. It came up to me many times, but then I was like, well, this guy was also just a, a guy sitting at Burning Man also on drugs asking me what right. I was doing with my life. Like what's he doing with his life? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's projecting. Mm -hmm. He was. Yeah. So basically I got off my bad high by getting high on something else. <laughs> How did this trip? Oh my God, how did this trip? How did this trip? <laughs> this trip. Literal. All trip. of the trips. How did this trip change how you thought of, I don't know, drugs or dating or Burning Man or even though I had a really, really bad trip, I had someone next to me, even though we were kind of in a newer relationship, he was just mm -hmm. a good person. Like I had someone next to me that sat with me through it and didn't laugh at me and didn't throw me to the wolves or didn't make me the butt of the jokes that he literally just mm. sat next to me and talked to me through it. And I kind of realized I, I didn't even really think about that until you just asked me, but it was, it, it was nice. That helped because I could have easily just been, he could have been like this bitch, like she's nuts and left and closed the door. And I could have been alone in there for the six hours that I thought I was going crazy. And instead he just sat by my side like a normal person should, but you never know, especially right. 25 year old guy, you know, like what could have been a really, really dangerous and kind of shitty situation actually turned into like a great learning experience. Yeah. Usually when you start a story with I went to the desert with five guys I didn't know and did drugs, it's not it's not recommended. So That's I'm definitely well. I'm not suggesting anyone do it. Um, <laughs> but I am grateful that the people I was with were gentlemen and people who actually were kind of on the lookout for me when it happened. No, you're right. It went as good as taking two hard drugs in one night could possibly go. <laughs> now, we usually on this show, you know, call your mom, but I know Cheryl is um, a little introverted and also she's probably busy moving a body. So we have the next best thing. You told me it was okay for us to call my mom. Yes. My mom is named Judy. She's not from Arkansas. She is from the Bronx. Okay. Oh boy, Judy from the box. Here we go. She, she crazy. <laughs> she crazy. All right. Let's call my mother. Mom, are you, mom, you have to turn off the TV. Oh, it's not the TV. I'm Sarah, I'm listening to you right now. Oh, Judy. Hi. How are you? Good. My mom loves to do her podcast homework. When I tell her someone's on, she just loves t televisions and she loves comedy. So she's like, I, she researches you, Sarah, more than I've researched you. And I, and I like, that's my job. And I think she does a better job. 
That is amazing. Because at first I was like, whose voice is in Judy's room? It's so annoying. Oh, that's me. And I was like, oh, that's my voice. <laughs> Sarah was born in Wiesbaden, Germany. I was. Yes. Oh, my God. You yes. really did do your research. Yes. I was born on an Air Force base in Wiesbaden. Wow. Now, I, unfortunately, we moved when I was like two and a half. So I don't remember Germany at all. But I know I was born there and I have a birth certificate to prove it. Mom, Sarah told us a story today that she isn't quite ready to tell her mother, but she does need to get off her chest and at least tell you. Okay. Okay, Judy, are you ready? Buckle up. Wait, wait, um, wait. Let me turn my chair around. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, getting in, I'm getting into my captain's chair. Okay. Oh, my God, Mom. Oh, oh. my God. You're already my favorite. Um, okay. So, Judy, I told her a story about a time when I was in my early 20s. And I went to a rave party in the desert with a boyfriend that I had only been dating for a couple months and four of his friends. And I did a drug that I should not have done. You have to tell my mom the drug. The drugs. Oh, it was mushrooms. It was mushrooms. mushrooms. And then then followed by ecstasy. But that's fine. How'd you cook it? (laughs) Mom, this isn't a stir fry. It's a hallucinogen. My father, my father... I'm serious. My father said to me, you can never do drugs, Judy. And then you never did? No. Well, my mom told me not to do drugs, and then I did too. <laughs> if you were Sarah's mother, would you have ever would you have ever let her go to Burning Man with five other guys? One was her boyfriend. Well, I don't tell me about Burning Man. Man, whatever it is. <laughs> Well, it's a it's like a festival in the desert in the like you fly into Reno and then you drive several hours into the desert and um you set up camp basically for a weekend and there's a bunch of strangers there and there's drugs and they do and they do like Mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. (laughs) And they do things like ride bicycles naked, which seems uncomfortable. And yeah, they do a (laughs) lot of a lot of different events. Well, they, hey, listen, we, we had our Woodstock, right? It sounds exactly the same. <laughs> so, the, so the end. How old? How old were you at the time? Twenty four. I, I would definitely let you go. Okay. <gasps> okay. Wow. And I'm coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I'm coming with you." You oh. honestly, Judy. If I ever go back, I'm only going with you. I'll tell okay, you right now. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, is there anything that you've wanted to ask your mother um, that you haven't, but maybe you want to ask mine? Okay. I'm going to ask you something that I think I know the answer to from my own mom, but I'm just going to ask you and you can answer it. Have do you have you ever watched porn? I love porn. Okay. What? <laughs> Sarah. Okay. Love it. Nobody told me this was coming. What kind of porn do you watch? I swear to God, you've never, I've never asked you this. Sarah? Well, if you remember, sorry, Daddy, sorry, Nikki. <laughs> Daddy used to have all these porn tapes. I do, because I used to, I took one to college. I never told you. <laughs> okay. Well, I used to watch it with him. I used to watch it with him. Sarah? And then, I, then I used to watch it without him. <laughs> Nothing seems to embarrass you anymore, Mom. I think I've heard it all being a young mother, let me tell you. (laughs) 
I'm so glad that Sarah, I'm so glad that you are here. I loved your story. I, I love getting to live vicariously through you for Burning Man since I will never, <laughs> ever, ever show my, I will never go there. No. Mom, Mom, I love you so much. Thank you for taking time away from the cat. I know. Yeah, really. You don't that's, like to. That's a, that's a biggie. Let me tell you, Sarah. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. <laughs> All right, Mom, Sarah, take us out. If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother. Guys, thank you for hanging today with me and Sarah and Judy from the Bronx. We hope this was a cautionary tale about Burning Man. Don't forget, subscribe to Don't Tell My Mother wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother. We'll see you soon. Love ya. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co producer, Andrew Condon. Edited and engineered by John Ross. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by ACAST. Now go call your mothers. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't, just don't. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.